What is up? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. It's Monday. You know what that means. We're bringing another episode from the Juice team about a topic that we're working on and thinking about. This time, I'm tapping in the CEO, bringing him off the bench. He's making his return to the pod. We're talking about social media, how we're using social to build and develop brand, how we're getting our people involved, and the indirect side effects that can happen when you're being mindful about social media. We talk a lot about curation too. If you like what we're doing over here, hit the subscribe button. Join the juice, thejuicehq.com. Start enjoying your frictionless content experience today. Be a modern day marketer. Let's go. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. Excited about this one. You you took a little break, Jonathan. We had you on the bench for a little while. We've done that throughout the duration of this show. We had some of our other teammates on. I know you haven't been completely removed from work. You're probably more in deep than you ever have before, as we all are. But welcome back to the show. I'm excited for you to be here. I think we got a fun topic on our hands today. Yeah, it's been fun to listen to the other podcasts, listen to everyone else uh, kind of share their experience. I've loved, it's something I think you and I have both experienced individually as well, listening how our team members have used the juice uh, to grow into their roles, I think is just awesome. Um, it's something I've done as well. And that's that's been a little bit of an aha moment for all of us. So that's been really awesome. Um, and I'll say, you know, it's, it's awesome. You mentioned the bench. One of my favorite things of like the NCAA tournament or just basketball in general is the bench mob, right? Just seeing them hype up uh, their teammates while they're on the floor. Uh, so I was uh, happy to be a part of the bench mob uh, for the 3C podcast while uh, you all were crushing it. I love it. And and one of the things, and we're going to talk about social media today, but before we get there, I think we've been talking a lot about internally this whole, the juice is the place to go for B2B search um, and thinking about how difficult and challenging it is from a consumer experience to go to Google and find helpful content where we're having to train ourselves not to get into old habits of going to Google and even us working at the company that's building this product, having to remind ourselves that, hey, we've got it. We've got something here where we can find research, get educated, get up to speed. And I think it's this the, the, the thought process around the search component is what's been bringing me back and providing value. Um, before we get into social, I'd love, I, you're, I think the first person to like really hit that home. I think I was, we were on a call, maybe just share some perspective there. I think that would be helpful. Of course. My, my own <laughs> aha moment with search was um, what's going on behind the scenes of the juices. We're out fundraising right now. So three or four weeks ago, it was right as the product had truly gone live. I had asked High Alpha team for some pitch deck um, support, feedback input. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll go Google pitch decks and see what I find. It was just like a complete disaster. Like the very, you know, you get all the ads when you search that. And there's, there's a little bit of irony in that alone, but you get the ads when you search that. And then I remember I was like, oh, the first organic search, it has to be good. You click into it. And it's a, not only was it a form that you had to fill out to get what you wanted, but you also had to pay for the pitch deck template. So again, a little bit of irony there, but I had this like, wait, you idiot moment uh, for myself is like, let's go see what's on the juice. Sure enough, exact same search, just the words pitch deck. I got content from, you know, HubSpot, a few VC firms we have, uh, High Alpha, 
uh, just really high quality content from really high quality brands. And the example I always give is I found an awesome piece from MailChimp, the email marketing platform, right? Awesome piece from email marketing platform on a pitch deck. It's a piece that I have now referenced several times as I'm working on building our pitch deck. And so what I always say is for all intents and purposes, like that piece of content was dead, right? I never in a thousand years would have gone to MailChimp for pitch deck input or content. They're not going to show up on the first three pages of Google search results. And I don't know who in their right mind goes beyond the first page of Google search results anyway. They're not promoting it. So again, they had produced a really high quality piece of content, but I mean, I don't know where anyone's finding that except for the juice. Somebody like myself looking for a pitch deck is able to search. Um, Now I have that increases my sentiment towards MailChimp, right? I go to their website, consume the content. I was actually clicking around some on MailChimp. MailChimp's a brand that I used to be very familiar familiar with. I, I wasn't as much recently. Um, they're actually, there's rumors of them being acquired, which is interesting. Um, so th- that was just like an eye-opening example for me of had I not gone to the juice and searched and found that content that is so high quality, it's just kind of sitting in B2B content purgatory uh, with a bunch of other really high quality resources that that's part of what the juice wants to do is bring those back to life and help people who are looking for them at the right time uh, on the right subject matter. I think it's been fun to listen to the different uh, use cases of how people, and that's what we've done the last few weeks. So I wanted to make sure I got a little perspective from you and you talk about that from the consumer side. And I guess I will speak on behalf of the brand marketers, marketers at MailChimp. We just, spent, you know, the first few minutes talking about a content resource from them that who knows the last time they've promoted mentioned MailChimp. We're mentioning MailChimp right now. Um, just free plugs because we're, 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 uh, the juice is helping provide that value and getting brand exposure to, uh, new audience and audience that we're building. So I think that's cool. I love to hear that. Um, what I wanted to talk about today with you, it's kind of what stood out is we had our, uh, you know, check-in meeting, quarterly check-in meeting. And one of the bullets and one of the things you brought up was just like talking to me about just the involvement of the rest of our team in our social media strategy. And I hadn't really thought about it from the time of last time we spoke to where we're at now, and it's really been an, an evolution. And I think I, as it was happening, I, I didn't really realize it. But then you look to launch day and everything that culminated. And then every day, actually, what happens where we're, as a business, prioritizing, activating our employees from a social perspective. Yes, part of that is we are a, a content marketing company. It makes sense to have our people push social, but it's not one of those things that we're forcing anyone to do. It's uh, we've got a Slack channel that's set up. We share our content there and then everybody on the team decides to share it across multiple platforms. So I guess that's the starting point. Our team is all involved in social. We're all coordinated. We're all pushing out our content, pushing out our ideas And the response has been great. People are noticing. I've gotten feedback. Hey, the juice is all over my feed. 
all the time. And to me, like, those are like, that's great. It's like, wow, we're, we're showing up and we're staying in front of people. Before I dive into just like the specifics, I'd love to get just like your thought process on like social media, how the team is, is jumping on it and the overall potential impact that it might have. I love that you started that question by calling it social media strategy. It's evolving into that, but it really didn't truly like start as, all right, team, here's our social media strategy. Let's all go execute this and make sure we're doing this and that. I remember even when I'm going to go way back here, when you started in January, like, I don't know, you weren't active on social media. I think, I think you had been, and then maybe weren't for a while, or maybe you were at least far less quieter. And I, I don't think you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I ever like asked you to be like, Hey, Brett, you're lead marketing. You need to be active on social. And actually, I think the same thing happened with Kate, uh, our sales uh, leader who has been on the podcast. Same thing. She wasn't active on social. I never asked her to be active on social. I didn't even think she needed to be. And uh, here she is now. She's active and on social again. So, you know, I'd love to sit here and tell you, like, here's the four steps that we took to activate our social strategy. It's really not been that. I think everyone, I mean, it's, it goes again to hiring the right people who believe in what we're doing. And I think everyone organically has just taken to their excitement and wanting to share that excitement uh, with their network. And like you said, we're in the content space. So it is, I think, good that people have done that organically, but um, it has been just that very much an organic kind of rising uh, within the team. We're also very fortunate that what we do in and of itself is very community-based. So, you know, a lot of times when we post on social, we're not posting about our own content. We're actually posting about other brands' content, and there's inherently some network effects there. So I think it's just a, a combination of a few things that we've benefited from. You know, I'd love to someday be able to share our social playbook, and I, I think that'll be a part of our story. Um, but really, it's just been people believing in what we're building and wanting to share it with their friends, their network, their family. You know, it's it's been, again, just a kudos to the entire team and speaks to uh, the people we've brought on board at this stage. And I'll just, I'll take and speak to my own personal use case. Me, much like a lot of other people, got fatigued by all of the uh, Twitter political everything over the last year. So I had to remove myself and I didn't have a reason to go back. But when I started this opportunity and did my evaluation and tried to figure out where are people hanging out, amazing MarTech community on Twitter of people engaging, sharing ideas. And I just saw this happening and I just said, okay, it's just, this is a reason to get back involved and through that process, not just like promoting us and promoting the juice, but like from a pro professional growth perspective, like the amount of new people that I've not just not only shared tweets with and shared ideas, but then hopped on a Zoom with and recorded podcast episodes. It's I, I could I could go on for days about just that experience. So yeah, I think that it, my my story, along with several other people's story, it might be different, but maybe a little similar. So I think that's been fun and it's been exciting to get the people, everyone involved and people coordinated. I feel it for as being an early stage startup and not knowing what the hell is going to happen every day. I feel like one thing I can count on is coordination with social and it's not a mandate. It's just happening. Brett, may you just speak to that? Like there was, even as you and I, I think you sent over some 
topics ahead of this podcast that, you know, a very high level, we typically just skim them. Our conversations are always healthier when we don't talk about what we're going to talk about uh, once we hit the record button. But even when I saw kind of social media as the topic, there is a sense of, and I don't know the answer to this, and this is part of the fun of this podcast, like the uneasiness of there are places where I believe companies believe like it's part of an employee's job to post on social media, or there's a lot of pressure to do it. Again, we've never done that. It's happened very organically. We'll have employees, I'm sure, that don't want to share on social media. And there is some sensitivity to that. I, Again, we've never asked our employees to do it, um, but I don't know. That's certainly something that a lot of people have to navigate. I don't know the answer to that, but I think it just speaks to uh, kind of the ethos that you build within the company, uh, the culture you build within the company. It's about, it's as much about that as it is the actual marketing tactic of it, but it's having people bought into the same vision and kind of the same energy. And it's as much a culture play as it is a tactical, strategic, social play. You know, and I've gotten feedback on that topic, just exactly what you said on Twitter from talking about this topic is that people... And I, I can fall into this camp and a, a great example of this. And um, maybe it's been a while since we brought them up, but was, you know, three to four years ago with drift, it was like everybody, no matter what it was, what, if it was an event, if it was a new piece of content, if it was a webinar, if it was new product, it, it was a full on onslaught from their people promoting their stuff. And then it be, started to become less about the, content or whatever was being pushed and more about the people and what they thought of it. And that sucked me in as a brand guy. I was like, geez, like these, this is, looks like an amazing culture. Like people are fired up to work there. They're all posting on social. And so that's something I like really haven't thought about until you said it and some other people, it really shows like the health of a business and in, in a, a culture to see a team united around promotion of what they're working on. And so indirectly a side effect of that is like recruitment, right? Like hopefully like there's other smart people out there watching us do what we're doing and saying, you know what, like where I'm working at sucks. Like it's like the old way to do things and like people don't do this. And like, I see what they're doing over at the juice and like, I'm interested. They've got a couple jobs open. Like I'm interested in working there. So those are just kind of my thoughts and observations based on kind of what I've been seeing. Yeah. I always love, I don't know. I, <laughs> I fear like sometimes I used to probably overthink my like personal brand or my like what people see when they hit my social profile. Like I, I joked on Friday, like all the people who have followed me the last six months for like content marketing thoughts are going to be abruptly shocked when it switches to Purdue football this weekend. <laughs> it, I don't know. Like, I, and I think that like, that's the other thing the team has done really well is like, we're not doing like really, I don't know, corporate sounding tweets. I There's emojis all over the place. I always have sarcasm in everything I say and do. You know, I it's just like, it's been very um, genuine and authentic. Like we don't script tweets for the team, right? Like if, if there's something we want people to promote, we drop it in a Slack channel and we let people run wild with it until that bites us in the butt. That's how we're going to do it. I, yesterday, I think was it, it might've been yesterday, obviously not uh, when this podcast is released, but as we're recording it, we tweeted something about 
level up, level up, level up. And there was like in parentheses, like Sierra voice, right? Like we're just talking like humans, which is something you and I have talked about a lot. And then one of our operating principles is have fun. Um, And like, we're just trying to infuse that and how we talk to where our customers, our prospects, our future customers are at and like uh, just show up and enjoy the ride with them. And so far that's been working. Yeah. And we're going to get to the, the, the brand, uh, social media component. I want to get there, but like, while we're on this topic, you can view our team as a team of content distributors. And there is this, we've talked about it internally, like the rise of the individual creator where so much of these conversations right now between building brand awareness are happening in public on Twitter or in DMS or in Slack communities, where the individual is really setting the tone for how a brand is perceived, which I think is great. Like more B2B companies need to humanize what they do, get out of the old way, get into the new way. But these modern day marketers are building massive audiences and direct as a direct side effect of that is like these brands are, are gaining the benefit of it because people are saying, Jonathan, oh, he works with the juice. I like his content. I like his Twitter. Well, well, what is the juice doing? And they go dig in. I know we've talked a lot about that from like a product perspective and things we're working on and just vision, but I'd love to get your thoughts on just like the rise of like the individual creator and kind of what it means for, for brand. It's something I had noticed. Maybe, I don't know. Like you, you actually nudged me into this. And when you said it, I was like, oh yeah, duh. That's, that's exactly what's happening. That's it. People aren't buying from brands anymore. People are buying from people. And obviously social presence is a big part of that. And so again, I think the more you can show up as another human being, we talk about B2B versus B2C all the time. At the end of the day, we're all the same people. We're just people, right? We're other humans. So I think the more you can show up with other humans, you want to be around and surrounded by and talk like other humans and not do the jargon and the buzzwords to try to sound more formal than what you are, uh, the better off you will be. And we're thinking about what that means within our platform as well. Uh, Right now, we've organized content around brands. um, But as we've talked about, people are buying from people and not brands. So is there an opportunity to organize content around people? Um, and that's a bit of a uh, sneak peek or preview at uh, our roadmap uh, and something I'm sure you and I will talk a lot about in the future. But how do we take those modern day marketers and highlight the work uh, in content that they're doing? Um, I think that's kind of the next evolution. You know, first it starts with the people on social and then it's like, OK, well, you know, here's a snippet of them. Let's go see what they're actually producing um, in, in a more uh, finished branded content piece. Um, and the juice is excited to be a part of that movement. Absolutely. And now let's move over to the like brand social component. Uh, I was live tweeting at our launch event um, because I wanted to capture all of the good ideas that were being shared about content. And Devin, the CEO of Animals, who's a former guest on the 3C podcast, was in attendance and just dropping some bombs. Um, everyone was a, a Devin fan after the event got over with. She said distribution for B2B SaaS has fundamentally changed. People used to follow B2B brands like they follow Wendy's today. Now it's not so much the case. The obstacle is the way. And when she said it live and in that moment, like it all just clicked to me. It just made like all of these things that people on the show have talked about regarding social and B2B brands 
had been mounting. And then she said that, and it all kind of came to me where the, there's just no excitement with, with B2B brands and like what they're doing on Twitter. Most of the time, it looks like they put all their content into Buffer or Sprout Social and some other platform, and they just let it fly without being thoughtful of the message and what they're, what they're um, promoting. So that, that quote stood out to me. And I think it is very indicative of the current state of not all, but, but a lot of B2B social corporate accounts or brand accounts and the, how they manage it. Uh, what, what's your reaction to kind of that quote and, and thought process? My reaction to all that, it kind of takes me back to, um, we've talked about it on the podcast, but uh, I started a craft brewery uh, with some friends, helped launch craft brewery, uh, I guess, six years ago now. Um, and I manage all things marketing, which includes social brand, et cetera. Um, you know, I, I would do that, right? Like I only had so much time, but the content in the craft beer industry is inherently very exciting. So it made it very easy to like schedule out, you know, tweets, social posts, et cetera. And I was always like, you know, people don't, it doesn't tell you the tweet was scheduled, right. And when you're reading it, but over and over again, those scheduled tweets would just like not work or social posts across all our channels would just like not work. And it's like, it didn't matter how thoughtful I was or how much I tried to make it not sound like a scheduled post. They just always fell flat. I, and then like, I'd take a picture of a rainbow over Covington where we were based Covington, Kentucky, and it would blow up. Right. Or there'd be a cute dog in the brewery and it would blow up. Right. And it's like, people would ask there what our social media strategy was. And I was like, I don't know. I hope to stumble across a few more rainbows and a few more cute puppies. And like, that was the best strategy, right? It was like living in the moment and again, talking like a human, you know, you see a cute dog in the bar, you want to walk up to it and meet it. So I don't think it's limited to just B2B brands. There are some ex exceptions like Wendy's um, that are <laughs> roasting other humans um, and speaking like a human in that way. But I, I think it's really all, all brands in general that you're starting to see, you know, either brands are speaking more like humans, like the Wendy's example as an extreme, or they're empowering their people to represent their brand on social. Um, and I, I think that's what Devin was speaking to. Devin, you know, they work with some incredible brands and just even hearing her on the panel kind of, she's a New Yorker who came to the Midwest for us and uh, she just has an incredible ability to kind of cut through the bullshit that's happening. And um, you can tell her customers, they empower their customers to do that as well. And there's, there's a lot of BS in the social space. I think the brands that cut through it are the brands that talk and communicate and behave like other humans. No doubt about it. Let's let's round it out with this one. I think one thing that just kind of personal project, what I'm work what I'm working on on the side, and then thinking about what we do at the Juice in social strategy, like the idea and opportunity to curate and not make it about us, but make it about other people or other ideas. I think has allowed us to level up and get in front of more people people quicker. And I don't know necessarily like like what we're doing, you should go try. But what I can tell you is that social media inherently is about sharing great content and it doesn't always have to be your content. So playing the role of the curator and sharing the best stuff for to an audience and tagging those brands or people that are producing it is a fantastic way to level up 
It's a fantastic way to build relationships and just get your brand in front of new people. So that to me at at the center is what we're doing on social, more specifically uh, Twitter from our, from our brand account. Um, I think it's been fun. It's been, it's fun to like, you know, you're down in the weeds all day and I go pop up for lunch and I see like, you know, emoji from casted saying thanks and a retweet. And that happens all the time. That happens to brands who don't even know us, but they see us reposting their stuff. So I think it's been fun and it's allowed more opportunities for us, but maybe we close it out with just, you know, curation is kind of what we're built on. Just maybe share some perspective on what it means from a social standpoint. There is enough stuff in the world. New stuff is great. There's some new stuff that's amazing. Um, But there's enough stuff, especially in the social space, that if you just curate the best stuff and help people cut through the BS, like that is of huge value. I know we've spoke about Gabby Goldberg's article, curators are the new creators. I just think there's so much power in that. Again, there's so much out there. And that's this morning we posted about a holiday playlist that we created for marketers. It is holiday prep season. And we were able to curate content from some of the best brands. Um, and even as I was tagging them on Twitter, again, with, with an emoji, just being somewhat silly, I was like, damn, these, this is some really good content and some really great brands. Uh, this is going to help marketers. And sure enough, like within like 30 seconds, I think attentive, who's not a customer, we'd love for them to be a customer, but they're not a customer and they're retweeting it to their following. And it's, it's just very organic that way. And it's, again, we, we didn't create the content. We just gathered it and shared it with the right audience at the right time. And we're, we're learning that that is very, very powerful. Love it. Social media, don't force it. Talk about it internally. There's a lot of opportunity. I think if people are fired up working for your company or one want to contribute more. I think social is a great place to start. It's a topic we'll be talking about more and more soon. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. I just booked a lot of uh, upcoming recordings with you. So uh, we'll be hearing more from Jonathan soon. I think we got another meeting to get to. So we, we better head out, but appreciate it. Appreciate it, Brett. And go follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. And uh, thanks for listening today. It is so important to think about your brand social account from the perspective of not you, but how you can help others. And I think curating other people's content, sharing not only your voice, but others is a great way to build and connect with your audience, to develop your brand, and to make some strong relationships with other brands and other marketers that you might not be thinking about. If you like what I'm doing over here, hit the subscribe button. Tell a friend about the 3C Podcast. We do appreciate that. Have a hell of a week. Be productive. Push the boundaries. Destroy the status quo. That's what we do as modern day marketers. Take care. Talk to you soon.